Welcome to Radically Honest Podcast. Through raw storytelling, we're going to demystify the true keys to success in our digital age through our shared humanity. Welcome back, everyone. It's your host, Asam Lee, and I'm here with another episode with Marie Denae. Thank you so much for coming onto this podcast. It is an honor to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Thank you so much. So as a quick introduction, I am bringing Marie in today as an influencer turned entrepreneur. She is creator and editor-in-chief of The Kirby Fashionista, which is a really incredible plus-size fashion resource, a blog to her digital media platform with a following of over a hundred thousand people. And one of the key focuses is celebrating voices of women of color who are leading the plus size industry. And another great event that they do annually in August, except for this year, is the TCF Style Expo, a plus size shopping and social event that y'all should definitely check out next year. But Marie, thank you once again. You started this resource 12 years ago. Can you break down more of where you came from and how did you start on social media? Oh my gosh. With me having to tell my age, I remember the introduction of AOL when it was on CDs. Social media then was like the AOL chat rooms. Then there was like MySpace and Black Planet. I remember when Facebook was... I had already graduated undergrad and so Facebook was still for college students only and it wasn't open to the public yet and so once they did I remember jumping on there and then Twitter kind of from there it's, you know we have all these different platforms that exist today and where did I come from I have a background in retail I have been always fascinated with marketing and for me Initially, I thought I was going to be like this retail executive growing fast through the ranks. And then 2009 happened. And when the economy tanked, like I lost my job. It was hard for me. I just finished my MBA program. There was, I couldn't get a job, not even at Starbucks, girl. I mean, because I was either overqualified or like the competition because everyone was like, you know, fighting for the same five jobs. And so I had already started this platform and initially I started the Kirby Fashionista to kind of be a marketing tool because I wanted to open up a boutique. I wanted to open up a boutique initially for that in-betweeny person. The more research that I did, the more that I realized like how there were any options, like, you know, kind of a centralized that's just talking about like the contemporary plus size fashion world. And so for me, I wanted to kind of bring, you know, you had to, you had your live journal community where I was a part of the live journal fashionista community where, you know, there's like all these different pockets, but if I just wanted to talk about fashion and feeling good and owning it and, you know, all those kind of warm and feel good places, I realized that I needed to create that resource. And that's where the Curry Fashionista kind of came in. And from there, you know, it's just been a series of leaps <laughs> of taking a whole bunch of leaps and seeing what happens along the way. That's incredible. So did MarieDenae.com release at the same time you created your Instagram? So I have two Instagrams and my MarieDenae.com is more about me, the business owner, the nerd, that kind of thing. Whereas the Kirby Fashionista is really about, you know, the community, the plus size fashion, the options, where to shop. MarieDenae.com initially came after the Kirby Fashionista. Um, this is where I wanted to, initially I was going to have my boutique there, mm. right? The MarieDenae.com was going to be a boutique. But I realized real quick, I am not superwoman. I cannot do everything. <laughs> yes. 
So I let that go and put and went full force into the Curvy Fashionista and used the MarieDenae.com as like for me, like getting to know me behind the brand. So even on Instagram, like I have the Curvy Fashionista, but I also have Marie Denae. On Facebook, I have the Curvy Fashionista, but I also have Marie Denae. Wow, that's really awesome because you've uh, grown such a huge following on your personal Instagram as well with over 60,000 people just very tuned into your journey and your personal life experiences, which is why I really wanted to have you on this podcast. So how would you say that your mission over time has evolved? Obviously, social media is such a great platform to connect with others and make voices feel heard. But for you, what, what is the gratification that you get from it? I think, you know, that has changed over time, right? So when at first was like, I wonder if I can do this to like, oh my gosh, I can totally do this or confidence and the reality of like, you know, what have you built? Like looking at like where you've come from, where you started to where you are today, that's gratifying. And then even realizing like now in this new chapter of my life and my business, like Marie, how how big can you go? Like what, what can you establish? What can you do to really level up? Like, and having the freedom to do that has been extremely liberating and confident building. And, and it's a roller coaster. It's not all like pretty and perfectly curated stuff. Absolutely. You know, you realize just how strong you are. You realize what you're really built of in this journey. And I think the gratifying part is being able to, when I get emails and they're like, thank you so much. Like this helps me. That's where I feel like fulfilled being able to provide. And someone's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know all these things existed. And I'm like, yes, girl. (laughs) So for me, it's really being able to have those moments of uh, helping empower another plus size person. That's really incredible. And can you talk a little bit on your personal plus size journey and how you felt like there was this void of this resource that you've created? Well, I always worked in retail and I was always an in-between me. Like I was literally kind of teetering between 14, 16 for a very long time. So some things I could kind of fit into and some things I was totally sized out of. But I think when I first, I remember when I was working at a department store and I started learning about Rachel Pally. And Rachel Pally was a contemporary designer who ended up launching like a whole label for white. um, It was called White Label, Rachel Pally White Label. And it was a whole plus size line of her contemporary pieces. And it was carried exclusively at Nordstrom's. And I was like, oh my gosh, where are more of these designers, right? Mm. And so from there, like I started searching out and seeking whether it was here in the United States in Denmark in the UK in Australia I was finding I was searching for all the contemporary pieces that were very few and far between and, and bringing it onto one platform so people could know where to go so for me it was like I know if I'm having trouble finding him everybody else is having trouble So let's do this together. That's incredible. So as you reflect on your journey from the beginning of this foundational idea into your entrepreneurship and just becoming an influencer and a voice for people online, a voice of positivity, can you touch on some key points where you have felt like the most in touch with your humanity, as in your internal motivation, empathy, and desire to help others? I've always been a person of service. For me, it's it's really been important for me to help right for me I get my kicks off of helping people and so for me it was like okay I'm gonna help these people find a 
options and find things to do and find things to shop and where, you know, and help. Whether it's a, you know, a reader or a designer, another influencer, I wanted to help. In this place, like I have found that part of my purpose is being of service and being of service is providing resource and helping others find what they're looking for. So for me, my why, I knew my why early on. And as I grew, I had to keep reminding myself to that why, like why I started. And it was always to provide resources to help. And so even as I've grown through this journey and grown from blog to digital platform, from influencer to entrepreneur, for me, it's really been, you know, consist being consistent and constant with my why and my purpose. So for me, like, even before I did this, you know, I was still working in retail, helping women find what they were looking for to feel amazing about themselves. Because interestingly enough, like women, in, you know, tie a lot of their self-worth and self-esteem to what they can wear. Mm. I recognized that early on. I kind of took that um, inspiration, that experience into what we have with current fashionista. Absolutely. I, I could really tell that it is an empowering resource for so many people. And before we get into more of the behind the scenes and the adversity that you faced, I actually wanted to ask you about how you were able to grow it initially. Because from vision to reality, and I'm sure you were very resourceful and had a lot of people behind the scenes that helped you. It's really funny because like I today there are so many resources, so many the WordPress we know today is not the WordPress from ten years ago. You know, Google wasn't the same. And so a lot of things that we have today I didn't have. I think for even just in monetization, I think all we had at the time was like AdSense, right? Yes. And so it was like, how do you take that and you know, how do you make a living off of this? Like, this was like a, a question. And, I, you know, some of my OG homies, like, we would sit here, have conversations. How do you do this? What should we do? And and how do we? And and what can we? And, and you know, we're, we're bouncing these, these thoughts and questions off of each other, really trying to understand, like, okay, girl, like, how are we going to make this work? Right now, there's so much opportunity, so many resources that we didn't have. You know, there was a, a lot of community, not so much in just like the plus space, but in like the blogger space. You know, we were reaching out and emailing each other, calling each other like, girl, what do you do? I don't know. What do you do? Like there was really like the blind leading the blind for a very yeah. long time. As the industry grew, as the social media grew, as blogging grew, it did more resources start to come and become handy. And it was really about like the evolution, not just of social media, but of our brands, where it became something that you could legit make a living off of. And we're like, what? This is a passion. Like we started as a passion and I can get paid to do what I love. Really? And if you think about it too, even culturally, generationally, we, our parents were, you know, raised to graduate, either get married, go to the military, and then you stay in a job, like, for 20 plus years, then you retire, like, all of those processes didn't exist anymore, like, 2009, like, really shook that for us, right? It really, like, burst a lot of, like, opportunity for us to kind of explore and really make some things happen. My mom wasn't happy. She was like, what are you doing? Why are you sitting on the computer all day? I'm like, mom, I'm working. Mm, wow. 
That's really incredible. I can't even imagine what it must have been like in 2009. <laughs> because even now in 2020, it's difficult to grow a following despite all the many resources. So on that note, and in the spirit of being radically honest, could you dive into a story where you faced adversity in your career journey? Oh my gosh, there's like all these different moments, right? I remember one situation right after I started. And I remember before wall slide was coined a wall slide, I remember being frustrated because I didn't understand how I was going to pay my rent, pay my Wi-Fi or pay my cable, pay these bills. And I didn't understand what I could do, but I knew that I was on a path. And I remember crying and being like, God, I cannot, like, I just, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is hard. I remember being like, okay, girl, like you've been given this vision, this purpose for a reason. You have to, you know, trust in that and keep going. And for me, it was really about understanding, being very in touch with or in tune with like what was going on around me. Even though I knew this was something, I knew that I was on to something like really kind of understanding that really kind of helped me to keep like, you know, I dug, I had to dig deep because like when you work for someone else, you are under their umbrella, right? Yeah. You're able to walk into an office or walk into a place and you don't have to worry about if you're getting paid. You don't have to worry about um, when you're getting paid, you don't have to worry about like having to build a desk or build, um, you know, these resources you need, they're provided to you. When you're self-employed, when you are an entrepreneur, like you have to build those and source those all on your own. And that's been the cons consistent like challenge, especially as you grow, because then you're like, oh, wait a minute, I need to now have business insurance or, oh, wait a minute, like, I forgot to renew my trademark. Oh no, I've got to renew it and start all over again. And you know, like these things that you, that you kind of take for granted, a company doing for you, like someone who's appointed in that role, you're doing all these things yourself. You are everything. You are the managing editor, the art director, the creative director, the copywriter, the admin assistant, the research, the data, the, you know, the design, you're all of these things. Wow. So part of that is like recognizing when you need help, creating the right infrastructure to scale because I didn't have that. I grew real fast and I looked up and I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> like I need resources. Like, whoa, like, wait a minute. I need to, what departments do I need? And how do I, how do I build a team? Absolutely. So it's like a series of, you know, it's just a series of like that recognition. I could definitely see how, how much you must have grown throughout that process because I'm sure your why must have been challenged as in, is all of this really worth it? But I think it truly is. It, it truly is, especially now, how far you've come, the impact that you've had. And especially in light of everything right now, like we all need to be supporting like black owned businesses and and just uplifting all of these various platforms. And I think you do such a good job of doing that yourself. And so, of course, of course. And how did your personal and professional growth occur after that adversity, the initial, oh my goodness, I'm self-employed and I have to be accountable for literally every little thing. And how did that evolve your mindset? You know, I had to really get out of a space of scarcity. Mm. A scarcity mindset would often say there can only be one or 
if I share what I have, someone else is going to get the success, right? Or if someone else got something, why didn't I get that? Really was very outward looking rather than focusing on your purpose, your gifts, your drive. I constantly have to check myself on that because what's for me is for me and what's for you is for you. My vision, my why, my purpose is different than the next person's. You know, some of the things that you you will find as you grow, like that you were bothered with or that you were concerned with, no longer are issues down the road, are no longer issues that you concern yourself with because it's just a, once you shift out of that mindset, you know, and, and it really from a scarcity mindset to abundancy, right? Being grateful for all the silver linings, especially now, girl. Yes. Like looking at, you know, when you shift to like, you know what? My bills are paid, Marie. I have some that I'm still working on, but I have a roof over my head. I have power. I have electricity. I have Wi-Fi. You know, being grateful for the different opportunities that are coming up and the different projects that I'm working on. You know, being grateful for seeing the projects that I, to actualize the random ideas in my head and actually be able to take them and put them to paper and make them happen. Those are the things that I focus on. And I think it's really important to also recognize your own worth because sometimes you can get beat up. I mean, FOMO, especially yes. with Instagram, can make you feel like you ain't living the best life. Absolutely. You're sitting here thinking, looking at someone's Instagram feed and you're like, oh my gosh, sponsored content. Oh my God, they went on a trip. Oh my God, they look so pretty. Oh my God, it's every, you know, you're looking at all these things and it's making you feel like you're not enough. You have to be mindful. Like if you know you can't take that, stop consuming it. Follow different people, right? You know, you have to be able to control those things because that can really be a, it could take you on a detour from your purpose because then you think, oh my God, I have to do things just like them so I could do the cool things that they're doing too. That is distracting. That's taking you away from your why. That is taking you away from your purpose. In this journey, you learn like just how strong you are. And even when you find yourself in those weak, you know, weak spaces or where, you know, you're feeling triggered or you're feeling anxiety or any of those, you know, feelings, you know, to be able to recognize those and then also have a group of your own community of other entrepreneurs or business owners or bloggers or whomever that you can have them help you be accountable, hold you accountable. I think you made some very important points there, especially about living in a digital age that is so run by our lives on social media, sometimes even overshadowing our lives in real life. So peeling back the facade, how would you say that you've tried to stay authentic to yourself and also the reality of being an influencer entrepreneur without being so glamorized and making others feel like, wow, she has it all and I don't? I I honestly think that it's really going to be about mindset and, and who you surround yourself with because that's what's going to really separate and really help you navigate those spaces. Like, honestly, like that's the only way because otherwise you end up being distracted, discouraged, and you start, like, you know, there's a quote that says comparison is the thief of joy. Absolutely. And when you start falling into that, it's easy to think that what you're doing is not enough or to think that you're doing the wrong thing or to think that you're walking the wrong way. You start downing yourself, right? You start minimizing your own dopeness. Once you realize like, you know, I am enough, I am worthy, I am. And you know, sometimes it takes having to do affirmations, 
Sometimes you have to sit there and center yourself and meditate and, and create vision boards like I have that, you know, create themes to keep you motivated. You don't just wake up motivated. Some people do, and some people need a little bit of help. And I'm one of those people who sometimes needs a little bit more help. So these are things that I do for myself to help because that way when I am in my right mind and I'm on my purpose, I'm in my purpose, I'm walking on, walking on this path for me. The things that are for me will come to me and the things that I'm supposed to do will seem natural. They may be a little scary because they're big, but doesn't mean that it's not, you know, doesn't align. Right. And so for me right now, everything that I focus on is like, does this make sense for me? Does this align with me? Yes. I really think it's so valuable that you highlighted that even you with all of your success feel like you need a little help sometimes. And I think that's so, so human and so valid because a lot of us sometimes feel burdensome or even dependent when we seek help, but it's truly being resourceful, truly relying on your community, your family, your friends, even your faith. And those are such important facets of a healthy career journey. Would you agree with that? Yes. And I think the reality is like, you know, I had to do a lot of deep soul searching, right? Yes. <laughs> um, because you don't wake up like how they say I woke up like this, right? Like yes. it takes time to do that. It takes like a mental discipline because you have to be your own self starter. You have to be your own hype woman sometimes. Yes. <laughs> You have to do these things like that really help you, you know, like find your way. And so that may be, you know, seeking out different circles, surrounding yourself with other business owners who are looking to, you know what I'm saying? Like that are looking to push you beyond your comfort zone too. For sure. And, and who have those people been for you? Could you tell us a story of a time where someone that you and, really value in your life just sat down with you and say said marie this is where you are going wrong this is where you are going right and this is the potential i see in you and, and what did that do for you so interestingly enough i want to say maybe like a year or two ago i had a girlfriend of mine say marie you have shown your light on other people so much that you have did you have put your your own light out mm. and i was like oh like damn <laughs> like you know for me, it's easy and it's safe to shine a light on others, to write about, to feature. But for me, I was scared. I would minimize myself and I would push it on everyone else, right? I would push, I would sit behind the camera, sit behind the computer, yeah. but to the detriment of myself. And so I had to figure out, like, that was an eye opening for me. You know, I had a couple of folks telling me like, Marie, we need to see more of you. And I'm like, really? Why? Because I, at that time, did not value my own dopeness. I did not see the importance of me as the person who created these things. And this is that part of that roller coaster that I was referencing at the beginning. Like, you know, it's, it's a constant evolution, right? And so even when you grow and you have growing pains, you feel insecure, you doubt yourself, but then you check yourself. And the checking part, the accountability part comes from, you know, those whom you surrounded yourself with, your crew. And so it's important that you surround yourself with people who aren't yes people, but who will tell you, girl, nah. <laughs> and so like, that was one of the biggest oh, moments. But I also think too, like there was a moment where I had a woman say to me, Marie, who do you dream big with? 
not just like, oh, I want to do this next year, like, but dream big with. And I was like, well, damn, I, I, I don't know. And that really forced me to open my eyes, rethink, you know, how important that is. And so as I started, like, really, like, the people whom I've been dreaming big with have been very instrumental in helping me get through this uh, pandemic times, girl. Wow. I can't even imagine what it must be like operating a business during a pandemic. Just like the political climate of everything going on too. Do the Black Lives Matter movement and obviously like you highlight so much important diversity in your Kirby Fastinista platform. So can you delve into the challenges that you overcame during these past few months? I think one of the biggest things was like all of my conversations, all of my potential opportunities, brand conversations, all of it stopped. There were some that I was like just creating invoices for, bills that I was like, oh, I'm gonna pay this off, right? Or, oh, I'm gonna close out all these invoices and all this thing, like, they just stopped. I didn't know, I, I freaked out because I didn't know where I was gonna get revenue from, how I was gonna take care of anything that I needed to take care of. Like, I had no idea. You know, for me, what was important was that I ended up launching our Speaking of Curves Facebook Live series. And so the Speaking of Curves series was created specifically to help other business owners talk about their business so that we could support them throughout. I wanted to do something for the community for to introduce other designers, retailers, influencers, different folks so that we could learn how they're pivoting and we can support them through this. And through that, like, it allowed for these business owners to continue to pour into me, which I didn't anticipate, but I was feeling more inspired and motivated after each call. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this, or oh, I didn't know about this. And that became more of a blessing in this journey, because then that led to some mentorship things where, you know, some of these business owners were like, Marie, this is what you can do. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And I'm like, Really? It's not too crazy. You know, for me, like just different opportunities have presented itself. And now like some brands that the conversations had stopped, they have picked back up again. And so now I'm able to have some forward moving conversations in ways that help me navigate the space. Like, and for me to find a way to really make these dreams or these goals actual in an actuality. For sure. All these influ influencers, business owners rallying together in a time like this, it's truly impactful, I think. And the Speaking of Curse series sounds really great. What was the aftermath of that series for not only yourself, but like, could you tell a few stories of other people that found immense value from that? The series is still going on. Awesome. One of the cool things is like, for example, some of these boutique owners have switched to online only or Instagram. Some of these boutique owners have, have started a, a platform, a space for me to be able to, to hear from them and for them to be like, yo, like I got a couple of sales after doing that. Or, oh, Marie, like you have helped me. Or they're like, Marie, I'm challenging you to do this. Or Marie, you need, like, I think it's really about that conversation, what happens, like, even, you know, before, during, and after those lives. And it's really about the feel good. Even the guests who are like, oh my gosh, I'm going to try that. Or, oh my gosh, I never knew about this brand. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that this was available. So I can't pinpoint it to one specific thing because for me, there's so many different moments across, like, this time that has really allowed for me to be, like, in awe or to stay continuously inspired. 
Yes, that is very true. The, the shift of so many businesses to doing everything online now. And, and thankfully, that's where you thrive, your business. It's very social media centered, which I think is inspirational in its own. But shifting back to you being a light, your radiance kind of taking over your platform in a way that was so positive and so noticed by people who truly were rooting you on. Was there a point where you kind of doubted yourself and you said, can I, Marie Denae, accomplish a feat, a dream as huge as this? And how do you overcome that? Girl, I ask myself that question every day. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, we're con continually like creating things from nothing, right? To be like in awe and grateful, like because of just being able to do what you're passionate about is a blessing within itself. And so you kind of continually are pushing yourself, continually evolving, continually growing. And you do have to ask yourself that, I think, because it then kind of grounds you. It keeps you humble. It keeps you asking the questions to check yourself to make sure that you're not going too far left yes. <laughs> to keep you, you know, encouraged too often, you know, yes, girl, we about to be audacious with this. Like, let's go for me. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Like I was just dreaming about something and now all of a sudden here's how I'm, I'm putting in the pieces and places to make it work. And I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. I, I think I just love your energy and everything that you proclaim. I could see how it's embodied in your brand. It instills confidence in all of the many collaborations that you do. What would you tell people in the audience right now who are wanting to start something or hit a bump in the road in their entrepreneurial venture, influencer venture, and just feel like they are underqualified, that they're doubting themselves or thinking, if only I had this trade or this qualification or this technical skill set, then maybe I could do it. I think the, one of the main things is first to find your why and then to ask yourself, why not? Like you've been given this vision, this dream, this option, and it's not by mistake. I think oftentimes we see social media and it's kind of like given us like a microwave expectation being like, oh, if I open it tomorrow, I'm going to be a superstar by, by Friday. Like, no, girl, it doesn't work like that. Like, you have to be consistent. You have to show up, not just when things are good, but also when things are challenging. You have to grow through that. And it's going to take time. In order to build a house, you have to have a, a strong foundation. It's not just pouring the cement. You have to let it sit and settle before you build on it. And so when you liken this journey in the process of building a house, like, it's very similar. And it's very methodical. And sometimes your process is going to be a lot different from mine. It's going to be very different from the next, you know, from the person sitting next to you. And that's okay. That's the beauty in it. You may learn a tip from what they've done and how they did it. And they'll learn something from you. But there is enough room for all of us. And I think oftentimes, like when people start, they think like, oh, they need to be competing with the next person or they need to be going after it. No, you need to find your why, your truth, and your purpose, and honor and respect that. Absolutely. Being such a role model yourself, now I 
want to ask you, who was your inspiration? Who was your role model? And who did you look up to, to essentially give you that authenticity in your journey? There are so many people I take inspiration from, from my mom, who was in the Navy for 23 years, from my grandmother, my sister, but then like from Gwen DeVoe and Maddie Jones and Afrobella, Jasmine from Debris. Like there are so many different people that I pull different levels of inspiration from. I may not even engage with them as often, but I am watching their purpose and I'm inspired by it. I purposely look for inspiration from different places, not from one person, not from one thing, because it keeps me inspired and it keeps me stimulated. In that same regard, could you go into a story of a time where you just had this aha moment, this epiphany that you had made it, that you had poured your blood, sweat, and tears into the Kirby Fashionista since 2008. And there was just like this moment of like, wow, my dream became possible. Could you inspire us with that story? (laughs) I don't know if I have uh, that aha, I have made it story. I think there definitely have been like little bursts. And this is, I think, kind of even because my own personal journey four years ago, I realized that I was dealing with high functioning depression and anxiety. And I had to start going to therapy and unpacking that, unpacking how I interacted with folks or didn't interact with folks, how I saw myself, what I focused on, what was helpful, what wasn't. And so for me in this space, like I think I remember a moment of sitting on my couch, I'm here in Atlanta and I'm like, I'm in my own place. I've been paying rent. And I didn't know how I was going to pay it, but I moved to Georgia. And I'm like, Marie, you've been here for a year in some change or two years or whatever. And I was sitting in this way, in this space, just grateful to be able to pay for my rent, pay for my bills and do something I love and still grow. That was a moment that I had that I was feeling extremely honored and grateful. And I think that's where I knew like I'm on the right path. And I think there are always going to be different moments that it's going to look different for each person. But for me, I I don't feel like I have had that I am successful. I have made it. No, not yet. It's a journey. It is a journey. And I think that's where sometimes looking for that aha, I've made it moment for some can be quite restrictive or it could be distracting because you're always chasing for that success that I made it when your purpose is even bigger than that. Your purpose is even further than that. You limit yourself thinking like this is what success is going to be. For sure. That is a super interesting mindset to have. The fact that you want to be satisfied in the present, but also unsatisfied enough to continue inspiring others, being bigger than yourself and leading something that has an impact beyond yourself. How would you say that you are constantly self-motivating because something like the Curvy Fashionista, it has to come from someone who is constantly pushing themselves because when you're employed, you may have a boss that's asking you to do these things, fulfill these requirements. But when you're self-employed, it's not like that. You have to motivate yourself. <laughs> you have to check in with yourself. You have to make sure these things are happening on your own. And that can be extremely scary or stressful because you don't know. You don't know if what you're doing is going to work. You have to have faith in yourself and faith in your walk. 
Yes, for sure. Shifting back to, you had mentioned you went through uh, anxiety and depression. And I, I think it's important to normalize mental illnesses so that it's not a taboo topic, but something that a lot of people actually do commonly struggle with. And when they overcome it, it's so beautiful because now you have this story, this relatable story for people to relate to. Can you share a little bit of, of how those impacted your journey? I think for me, when I realized when I started talking about it and I realized like I'm not alone, that was extremely comforting to know like, you know, you are not alone. Like <laughs> to know like there are other folks who are experiencing, who have experienced to go through these moments and a lot of it in this growth process is really just about believing in yourself. It's about being open and being being vulnerable. Because sometimes, girl, you know, it's scary, but when you do address or face yourself with, you know, where you are, like, I am a mess, I'm a hot ass mess, and I'm sitting here, and I need to get help. The success and health of my brand was directly correlated to the success and health of my business, right? They're directly related. And if I didn't address and work on these, then all the goals that I have or all the things that I want to do, it wasn't going to help this either. And so like I forced myself to get like real nitty gritty with myself because I wanted to succeed. I wanted to push through. Even now, like when you're like, damn, like I see how like that was horrible, how, you know, I was either a bad person or I reacted negatively or not in the best way, or I was scared or I made a mistake or all, any of, or all of those things, right? Yes. Recognizing that, it allowed for me to kind of break free from why I was thinking so little of myself. It allowed for me to have these direct conversations. And I also think that it forced me to really learn how to honor and recognize my own dopeness, like honestly, at the end of the day. Because like, these are these are situations and realizations that every person deals with. They just show itself differently across the different platforms. For sure. Could you break down more elaborately the differences between your audience's idealistic perspective uh, on your life, on social media accounts like Instagram, your blog, Facebook even, and your reality? What, what are the key differences that people should note? I wouldn't note idealized version of that. I would do a lot of Facebook lives and talk with them. I think the more transparent you are, the more honest you are with yourself, the easier it is to have these honest conversations with your readership. When you realize that they're showing us their highlight reel, you're able to parse through what is the glam and what is the reality. Yes. Those are really key insights that you brought up because it actually, it's not even your responsibility technically as an influencer to say, oh, do not misconceive everything that you see online to think less of yourself because that's obviously not your intention. Your intention is empowerment. So it's important to say like, to everyone listening, it is your responsibility to make sure that um, you recognize the highlight reel and am able to separate that from yourself because you should never limit yourself, your passions, your skill sets, which are very unique to you and powerful in your own right because of someone else. Uh, there's room for all of us, like you said. So what raw, stripped down advice would you give Generation Z digital natives that are hungry to become influencers or entrepreneurs? I think it's going to be really important that you find your why. Don't 
rely upon all the different social media platforms, it's still important that you own your own name, right? You own your own platforms. That's your URL. That's your website. One of the things I've seen different, you know, social media platforms come and go and people have put literally all their eggs in one basket. And if that platform goes away, what do you have? As you are growing, just understand some of those foundational pieces still matter. Having your domain, having your own website, building your own newsletter list, establish relationships, make friends and have fun while doing it because there, there's the freedom of creating and owning and having your own. That freedom will allow for you to grow and to challenge and to break stereotypes and to tear down the no you know the norms that we have been hooked up hooked onto. Like find your why in that. What makes you excited? What is you know something that you love and you want to uh, you know express to the world? Do that. And everything will happen, will come, you know, from there. Thank you so much, Marie. I think that just start, that start before you're ready mentality is so vital, especially right now, because it's true. Like compared to 10 years ago, we have so many resources. We have so many bloggers who are experts in their field and how to start XYZ in the online world. And all it takes is us looking and searching and also believing in our idea and ourselves. What is in the future? for a Marie Denae? You know, who knows? Like, I have learned that when man plans, God laughs. <laughs> so, I don't know and I don't know how. I have things and in, 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 in goals and projects to come forward. Like, we're going to switch up our events because obviously with the Rona, like, we ain't going nowhere. Yes. But, I'm also going to figure out a way to how that what that pivot looks like for me. Kind of find different ways to have fun with these uh, goals that I have. That's very important. Having fun and making sure that you are enjoying yourself and not letting anything set you back, even even the coronavirus and everything happening right now. So thank you. Yes. Thank you for that insight. Thank you so much, Marie Danae, for having this incredible conversation with us. You are truly an inspiration. I have no (laughs) doubt about that. And I really thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Desmond. Of course. So guys, that is essentially a wrap for this uh, fourth episode, actually. But make sure to check out at Radically Honest Podcast on Instagram and at Radically Pod on Twitter. We also have LinkedIn and Facebook pages. And on www.radicallyhonestpodcast.com, our episodes will be airing on seven distribution platforms and we are pending for more. So get excited for the future. But Marie, where can they find you and support you along your journey yeah so you guys can follow me on um at the curvy fashionista on instagram the curvy fashionista on facebook the curvy fashionista.com that's where all of our content and conversations happen also on twitter at tcf style and um, pinterest at tcf style on linkedin too the curvy fashionista and uh you guys can always shoot an email if you have any questions at info at the Perfect. And what about your personal Instagram and personal website? Oh yeah, totally. So you see how I did that, right? <laughs> yes. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at um, my dot com at Marie Danae, M-A-R-I-E-D-E-N-E-E. 
Perfect. Thank you so much, Marie, once again for your time. I'm so excited to see how your platform grows and how you actually benefit from this odd time with your positivity and your Facebook series and everything else that you're doing. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me as a guest. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks, guys. We have a brand new episode airing every Tuesday, so make sure to stay tuned. And if you want to be a guest and if you're an influencer, entrepreneur, or professional, please email me at radicallyhonestpodcast at gmail.com. So thank you, and I'll see everyone later. Bye. Bye.